And what the verses I was given were in Hebrews 11, verse 8 through to 10. So I'm just going to read them out. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave his home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. So, firstly, of all the great men and women in the Old Testament that make it into Hebrews 11, there's only a, really a small handful of the faithful. And of that handful that get put in Hebrews 11, Abraham gets in there twice. So he's like the guy that's well known for his faith. I also notice he's also mentioned in the New Testament, the name Abraham, over 70 times. He's always, and of those, nearly always attributed to something to do with his faith. He's the guy when it comes to faith. So I just want to make three points, okay? The first one is the trials that he went through and how it affected Abraham. He gets the, his promises that Abraham received came in different times. And the first set of promises that he got were in Genesis 12. And it basically said, if you pack up all your possessions and your family and, and go in, in a direction that I tell you, I'm going to give you a land of your own. I'm going to give you descendants that would become a great nation. You would have my God's favour, that you would be a blessing to others. I don't think it takes that much faith to do that step. God said that to me. He, in some ways, he kind of did when we left Nara. He's like, go to Canberra. That's probably not, I'm not comparing myself to Abraham, but it doesn't take a great deal of thing when faith when God says, I'm going to give you a country of your own. You're going to be a leader of a, a nation and you're going to, I'm going to bless you and protect you. I think what is impressive is when the trials came and the tribulations and suddenly things aren't going quite as you expected. That's when you really have to exercise faith and Abraham did that. He had a dis disagreement early on in his journey with Lot and they went their separate ways. He's a nephew and his family. Um, he had several battles in which he, um, you know, actually picked up the sword himself. He at times did go to God and struggle at times because he had no heir and go, well, where's the promise? What's going on? There's a time where he actually knew in advance, he knew that his descendants that were promised to him would actually end up in Egyptian slavery for 400 years. That's a pretty depressing thing to, be, to know, even though in the long term it was going to work out. That's, I, I wouldn't like to know that my children and great grandchildren could end up in slavery. He he had temptation. He, re he refused a gift from the king of Sodom. How would you like to go down history knowing as you were the king of Sodom? That's not a real good title, is it? He expected to have, you know, sacrificed his child, which is another story. But in, Abraham, uh, in Romans 4, the verse I want to read, it said, Abraham never wavered. Abraham, sorry, Romans 4, verse 20. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God was able to do whatever he promises. I love that verse. And that summarises really Abraham. It, throughout everything he went through, it just made his faith stronger and stronger, even through the difficult times. And doing that brought glory to God, which I know we all want to do. Okay, 
Point number two, I, th I tend to think that if you look at the promises that we have for ourselves, that we can have short-term promises and long-term promises. Anything that exists between now and the time that we die, or time on earth, or when the Lord returns, are short-term, really, when you compare it with eternity. And the verse I read out at the start says, Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. This ultimately was his greatest motivator to exercise and put all his faith in God. It was not the, just the things that would come in his lifetime and in generations to come. It was a city designed and built by God. He was talking about eternal life and that has to be our long-term goal, I believe, rather than the things that are going on in this life. In verse... In the, at the start in Hebrews 11 verse 9, it says, And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. It's like even when he got there, he still wasn't settled in himself. Even when I've come to Canberra here, I'm still not settled in myself. I still have problems and I'm looking forward to where I'm destined. And I still feel like, you know, there's lots of wonderful things that God blesses us with, but life is tough at times. And the verses that are in Hebrews 11, verse 13 through to 16 are not delegated to anyone specifically today, so I'm just going to read them out because I think they apply to all the people, but specifically Abraham, so I'll just read them out. He says, All these people died still believing that God had, what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it was it from, all from a distance and it, they welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. And if they had longed for a country they came out of, they would have gone back. They were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. This is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So, yes, it's all about... All the exciting things we have in this life are nothing compared to eternal life and that needs to be what is our long-term goal, of course. And third point, finally, Abraham's righteousness. Romans 4, verse 22, it says, And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And we've already heard that a couple of times today in the previous things. There was no Holy Spirit available. There was no sacrifice of Jesus his faith made him righteous before God. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit, it was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God would also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Lord, the Lord Jesus from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God. So that's all Romans 4 verse 22 to 25. It says we're justified by faith. The sacrifice of Jesus cleanses us, took away our sin, but faith is what has to happen to, to remain saved, basically. Um, we have to continue to put our faith in Jesus. So that's about it. We need to have our eyes on the long-term goal, and that is being face-to-face -face with Jesus in the kingdom, regardless of all the, the journey. We have to keep faith through the journey, but keep our eye on the, at the end. And I think that's what I mainly get out of Abraham and get stronger through the trials and not stress about it. Okay, amen.